Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Nick Kleinhans, who is a good buddy of ours, a good friend of mine. He shares some very funny stories from his tailgating experiences at Ohio State Games, along with shares a few stories about me being overly competitive in the past. So, hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. The story of my life, I take her home, I drive all night to keep her warm in time, it's frozen. The story of my life, I give her I spend her love. Hello friends, we are excited for this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Are you ready for this stuff? This is happening, people. I've actually been looking forward to this all day. I've been yep. texting my buddy back and forth. So, friends, today's guest is a man who was born and raised in the great state of Ohio, but now resides, I'll call it as an expat, down in Knoxville, Tennessee. A finance professional who got his MBA from the Ohio State University, mm-hmm. and most importantly, a former workout partner of yours truly. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our podcast, Van Wert's finest, Nick Klein. Love How we doing, guys? Hello, buddy. We are so excited. And you didn't mention he is my best friend's husband. That's very true. My best friend. So we, my girlfriends and I grew up, um, they were twins, Sarah and Amanda, and we grew up best friends. And lo and behold, she married this guy. <laughs> How crazy is that? As you know this stuff. So Nick and I somehow started up a conversation and we started working out together. And it was classic, right? Nick was a, an awesome workout partner. We ended up doing a lot of probably talking. Gosh, we, t- we talked a lot during these conversations, right? And so Nick's one of those guys that... I mean, during the workouts? Yeah, during the workouts. He's always making fun of you, trying to make you laugh. And he thought it'd be funny to always try to get me to, to laugh while I'm getting ready to bench or, or whatever. <laughs> And then, safe. That's safe, right? I love that. And so he just kind of spotter. Yeah. He's like constantly yelling, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to lift until you shut your pie hole because he's constantly making me laugh. Mm-hmm. Constantly. So, Nick, do you remember any, <laughs> any of the workouts or anything we had? Any funny stuff that comes to your mind, I guess? Because I've got oh, a few. I always, well, I always remember Kevin was just a hair bit stronger than I am, just, just a little bit, you know. Not not a ton, just a little bit. So I was always trying to keep up with uh, all uh, his uh, sets and number of reps he was able to do. So that was that was the biggest challenge for me was uh, trying to trying to keep up with him. So Nick though um, got to the point where he he would see people in the gym though doing these crazy funky workouts, right? Whether you know like burpees or like yoga poses with weights in their hands and stuff, or crazy cardio workouts, and he was always like. That's what we need to do. <laughs> like, no, we don't. That's not what we need to do, Nick. And so, why pay for a trainer when you can just follow what everybody else is doing, right? <laughs> so, so I just I was more interested in working upper body, mm-hmm. not doing the crazy leg workouts with Nick or doing crazy cardio. I'd rather uh, be doing racquetball for my cardio. So, Nick, the one year um, decided he was going to get a personal trainer. Okay, I think it was at LA Fitness or whatever. So. It was one of those New Year's specials. Nick signs up for the personal trainer. And again, I told him, like, listen, that's, you're not hurting my feelings at all. 
Um, Worst decision ever. Because I will... I'll be playing racquetball while he's with his personal trainer. So he's definitely, <laughs> so I show up, I'm playing racquetball with like Dwayne uh-huh. and uh, his personal trainer would show up sometimes on time, right? Sometimes a few minutes late. And the one day, now, now keep me honest, Nick, the one day he shows up like a few minutes late, starts talking to Nick upstairs and Nick's doing this crazy stuff upstairs. And uh, he tells Nick, Hey, I'll be right back. Gives him like a couple things to do. I'll be right back. And so Nick, watches him walk away, grabs a magazine, goes into the locker room. And then Nick only has like a half hour session, I think with these trainers, max, max. Yeah. Okay. And his trainer comes back 15 minutes later, had gone to the bathroom and, <laughs> and like wasted <laughs> half of Nick's workouts <laughs> that he had, he, he had paid for. He essentially told me to do, um, 10 squats, then stop, then nine squats, then eight squats, then seven squats, then se- six squats. So, yeah, I, I paid for him to pretty much tell me to squat up and down for <laughs> 10 minutes while he went out and, you know, did whatever he was doing. Nick, do you remember asking me, I mentioned this to Steph earlier, do you remember asking me when we were at LA Fitness to, you really wanted to play basketball, you asked me to play basketball with you after my workout, you had kind of like gotten some people together, and I went out to play, and that woman ended up guarding me. Do you remember this story? I, I do remember the story. You do? I, I mean, I, I heard about the the myth, the legend of Kevin Mason at Ohio Northern. So I wanted to witness this in reality on a basketball court. So, so you know, what I recall was we, you know, it was a pickup game, yes. five on five yes. in, in, a, in a gym. And me and me and Kevin pre, pretend to be former athletes, you know, in some, some shape, but, uh, we get out there and we're playing, you know, and, and we're not up and down the court two times. And Kevin, <laughs> it's hurt. He's and not lying. I wish he was lying. He's this, not. This this woman that that chose to guard Kevin, you know, maybe she maybe she saw, you know, she wanted to, you know, guard, you know, maybe one of the easier guys on the court. I don't know. But she picked Kevin, and the second time down the court, she gives Kevin um, a little shot to the eye, and that's it. Kevin's done. <laughs> That's it. He walks off the court, and now we have nine guys. <laughs> so, so, so all these so stories I hear about Kevin and his illustrious basketball career, I got I got ten to fifteen seconds worth of it. So Steph, I wish you were making this up. So this woman decides to guard me. I'm like, what is this? Right? Why? Okay, sure, we're playing this. So, like Nick said, second time down. I'd stolen a pass or, or something. So I go out, go up for a layup, and this woman comes out of nowhere and goes to swipe at the ball and like try to steal it from me as I'm going for a layup. Well, when she swiped at the ball, she poked me right in the eye. Okay? <laughs> Pokes me in the eye, knocks my contact out, and I'm just like, oh, I can't see. I can't see. And Nick comes over and of course, like under his breath, you know, starts calling me names and stuff. He's like, dude, I can't take you anywhere. Are you kidding me? Are you gonna let that woman do that to you? <laughs> And I'm like, Nick, I can't see. Like everyone, everyone's like looking for the contact, like on the floor. And literally, it's been 30 seconds into this game. Yeah. If 30 seconds, right? And this woman, you know, gives me an eye jammy right in the face. And so I have to quit. And then Nick's like, okay, now we got nine guys. That's great. What are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to have to try. I'm going to try to upgrade it with that. Home. So I drove home with one eye closed. And then I texted him, I think when I got home, that I was okay. <laughs> Sure, you were concerned, Nick. Yeah, I, I was very worried. I'm yeah, sure. but Nick was so mad. It was pretty funny. Nick was so mad. Like, are you kidding me? 
Really? Like you get hurt within the first 30 seconds? That's all you got. Oh, so bad. So Nick, of course, he's invited us to tailgate with him at Ohio State in the past. And there's a couple good, really good stories, Nick, um, from when you were tailgating earlier, Mm -hmm. I guess pre-kids, right? Um, When it was a little easier to do that. Tell Steph, first off, tell Steph the story of when you're tailgating, like your setup, when the reporter came and wanted to interview you and your buddies on live TV here in Columbus. Well, let me, let me start with the tailgate van. Okay. Yes, please. Get a little background on the van. So me and some college buddies, seven of us got together and we bought uh, a 1991 Chevy conversion van Um, (laughs) and maroon, mind you. Um, And I remember calling my wife, I think she was my wife at the time, Amanda, um, and saying, Hey, good news, honey. We bought a van. <laughs> and, and, uh, how much did you pay for that? Do you remember? Uh, like 500 remember. bucks it was uh, a little bit more. It was $800 <laughs> per person uh, or no. total. No, this was total <laughs> sight unseen $800. It was an old fishing uh, uh, van that these guys used to go fishing with. So we got $800 van and I told my wife, we have this van and she's like, um, you know, it was early in our marriage and I wasn't really sure, you know, we were supposed to ask permission per se to purchase <laughs> right. vehicles. Uh, but, uh, so we got this van and I had never, I hadn't seen it when we bought it. Somebody else was there making the transaction, but I got to go down and, uh, see it a couple of days later and first sight quickly realized why this thing was $800. <laughs> um, just, just what you can imagine old, you know, eight, 10 passenger conversion van. Well, Coat, uh, good coat of paint, um, uh, tricked out the inside a little bit, and we had what we called the silver bullet. Nice. And and fifty games later, and <laughs> tons of memories. Uh, we had we had a, a great time up there tailgating many many times. So how how did it end up breaking down? So what what was what was the fiftieth game then? Like how did how did it end? Well, it it really came down to start having kids. Oh uh, yeah. And we couldn't use it as much, but I, I, it got sold to a really good family, <laughs> a band, these guys that had a band, they bought right. it. And, uh, I still remember seeing it drive away. Now, did you at least make your money back or, you know what? I think we weren't too far off from it, That's you know, good. somewhere around there, but we, we might've put a little bit into it along the right. way. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so when you're tailgating, you had this situation where I remember you, I remember you telling me back when we were working out of you getting interviewed on live TV that weekend. So tell stuff about that story. Well, you know how in those, in the tailgate lots, many times there's the um, on-site reporters that are walking around. Well, we like, we were always uh, trying to get these guys to come over and talk to us. Well, finally <laughs> one game, this, this lady, I can't remember her name. She came over and she's like, Hey, we're going to do a little 30 second spot at your tailgate. And we're like, great. What do we do? You know, she's like kind of, kicking around some ideas and how this 30 seconds is going to go. We, one of the, one of the um, guys had bought a hot dog roller. So we would fire that thing up and, you know, we would cook 10 to 12 hot dogs at a time on this thing. Um, just have it going all the time. And this roller, it's like what you have at Speedway, right? Where it's that oh, yeah. box and you've got 10, 12 hot dogs just rotating for hours at a time, right? You got it. Okay. Gas station hot dog roller. Right. Well, anyway, so we, we start the spot and the, the whole thing was we're going to pull a hot dog out of the roller, put some ketchup, you know, some condiments on it, hand this off to hand us off to the reporter. She's going to take a bite. 
um, do a quick uh, question, smile, move on. Well, she, we go in, she's asking a couple questions. We pull it off the roller, we get it all set up. She bites into this, and this hot dog is steaming hot. Um, and, you know, she's doing the reverse blow and, and, and on live TV. It was great. She's like back to the studio as her mouth is on fire no. on live TV and Nick Nick had literally just handed it to her. Didn't you hand it with like your bare hands too? Like I thought oh, you yeah. said you'd pulled it off like with your bare hand and you're like, oh man, this this puppy's hot. Put it down well, and just handed it to her. Bare hands into the hot dog bun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man. So there was another good story, and I, I remember just a few just a couple details that you had told me from a long, long time ago. I think it was a Northwestern game, Nick. Can you tell us? that tailgating story and it, it was an away game right yep okay I mean, tell, tell uh, us about that story of, yeah so a bunch of times we would northwest if you haven't been to ohio state road game northwestern's a great one to go to um you can uh you know take the train over or go to a cubs game beforehand uh, but we went over there many times but one of these times we um went with a big group some of my buddies lived in chicago at the time and they got a uh, an old school bus and we went, um, took the school bus from uh, Wrigleyville over to um, Evanston and then and back. Well, it was one of these games in Evanston where it's freezing cold out. It's, you know, it's right on the lake. It's probably 10 degrees. Well, we go to the game, High State wins. We're all having fun. We're hanging out by the bus afterwards, um, having a couple of adult beverages. We get uh, all of a sudden the bus driver's like, all right, time to go. So we hop back in the van, sitting by my wife. It's supposed to be about a 20-minute drive back. You mean the bus? Not the van, the bus, right? The bus. Yes. We're okay. in a school bus this yes. time. Yeah. 20, 30 people in this bus, packed two to a seat. Um, so we start the trip back. It's supposed to be 20 minutes, mind you. Um, well, there's all kinds of traffic. I mean, traffic galore. Right. So about 20, 25 minutes into this trip, I look over at Amanda and I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, we're not moving. Right. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. She's like, so she's trying to distract me. She's asking me about one of my buddies that didn't go. Like, what was he doing today? And and this goes on for, you know, five or 10 minutes. And I'm like, think of anything else. Honey, it's go time. Like this, this internal fight that you're having with yourself, like this, this is happening and I'm starting to get a little panicky. I don't know what I'm, what I'm going to do. I'm looking for, I'm thinking about plan B in my head here and somebody and, and a couple of my buddies know, you know, I'm going through this situation here. So they pass up a cup and my wife looks at me and she's like, not happening, not going to happen. And, and she's like, you're a grown man, hold it. And I'm like, honey, this is happening. You can either be the, the woman sitting next to the guy that pees his pants on the bus or you can be the guy, the girl sitting next to the guy that pees in a cup on the bus. Make a choice. Right now, you got about two right seconds. Right now, make a choice. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure if she actually made the choice, but the, what the cup, the cup situations happen. We're going to Plan B on this thing right now. Well, then I look down, and it happened to be the day that I'm wearing these fancy express jeans that have button have oh, buttons, yes. not a zipper. Yes. So I'm fumbling around trying to get the, the, the pants undone. I mean, it is, it's it's urgent at this point in time. Well, anyways, I, I finally get it out and, and Amanda's holding the cup and it, and it starts happening. And Amanda's literally sitting there holding the cup and I'm peeing into the cup on the school bus. And it's filling up slowly towards the top, filling up. And she's like, cut it off, cut it off, cut it off. I can't, I can't. 
Well, finally, it gets right to the top. I cut it off. And then as soon as that happens, the lights of the school bus come on and we're there. So everyone's like, hey, we made it. We made it. And they look up and they're like, oh. And to make matters worse, I panic and I just get up, walk off the bus. And my wife is still holding the cup and she has to carry it off the bus and throw it out. So needless to say, my, my name was Pepe for the rest of that trip. Oh, man. The only thing that would so would have been worse is if you hit a speed. I thought you were gonna say you hit a speed. That's bump what I thought he was gonna say. As soon as he was done. Yeah, that's what I thought he was gonna say. Oh, uh, your poor wife. Yeah. Oh you my gosh. She's still around. You got a good one. That's all I gotta yeah. say. You got a good one. Okay. One thing I do appreciate about Nick is when we're working out, we'd always try to prove each other wrong on certain yeah. things, right? So Nick, I I want you to tell the bowling ball story. Um, and let me, I'll, I'll set up the context here. So Steph, it was, this was back when I was working at JP Morgan Chase and we had a holiday party. There was a guy who had just moved into our department and he was from India. And so he was actually on my bowling team during this holiday party and he ended up bowling a 42, which I did not think was even possible. Right. But he somehow did it. And so it was a big laugh between all of us at work that he actually bowled a 42. And, um, so the next day, Nick and I were working out at the gym and I made the comment that this guy on my team bowled a 42 the night, the night before. And so Nick had said that he could bowl a 42 with his foot and I didn't believe him. Right. And again, we're always trying to prove each other wrong. So I put my hand out like, are you going to accept this bet, accept this challenge or not? And so he shook my hand and I think we, I think we, I think we bet Chipotle or something. And so of course we had to prove it. And this was before kids. So Nick and I then set up a double date with us, you, and, and his wife, Amanda, to see if Nick could actually bowl a 42 with his foot. Mm-hmm. And so, Nick, I'll let you take it from there, that experience that night, because comedy gold for me, watching this play out, quite honestly. Well, we take the, the ladies out, and, and I remember it being like really hard to find a bowling alley to, oh, to actually right. go to. I yes. don't know if it was like bowling is way more popular than I thought. But anyway, so we, we show up at this bowling alley and I'm pretty sure we hadn't told the ladies about this bet situation. Um, but we get, we get our lane super crowded in there. We're ready to go. And then we, we kind of tell them, Hey, we have this bet. Nick's going to bowl with his foot <laughs> and insert eye rolls all over the place. Disgusted looks from our wives. Yeah. Like we married morons here. I was like, this yeah. is happening. He's, they're really doing this. And I looked at Mandy Absolutely. and she's like, yep, they're going to do it. They're going to do this. But, but of course that didn't stop us one bit. So, um, I, and, and I'll, I remember trying to figure out what would be the optimal ball size weight to, to bowl with your foot. Um, but have, had no idea, but got up there a little bit nervous at the beginning. Start on the first one. I, I feel like I'm going to try to kick this ball down the lane and the, at, Kicked it. It literally goes probably two feet into the gutter and, I, and probably struggled to make it all the way down to the, the end yes. of the lane. So, of course, Kevin's, you know, feeling pretty good about himself, ribbing me, going, yeah, told you so. This isn't going to happen. But, you know, undeterred, got 19 more balls to roll at that point in time. I'm ready to go. So it took me probably, you know, and at the same time, I'm nervous because people are watching us like, what are these morons yes. doing here? And we're worried we're going to get thrown out of this place at some point in time. Um, 
So eventually the, 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 the bowling manager or the attendant comes over and he's like, Hey guys, what, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> why, why, are, why are you using your feet? Um, well, we, we politely articulated the situation and what we were doing and he walked off and we, we were in good shape. But I think it took me, you know, three or four or five frames and I finally started to get in a little bit of a rhythm going on. And I could see Kevin is getting a little bit worried, like, you know, uh, it, it, this might actually be a little bit closer than he than he, than he thought it was. Gonna be. I might owe Nick a six dollar burrito here. This is terrible. <laughs> well, eight if you get guacamole. Oh, uh, true. Right? Okay, that's true. Yeah. So I think it comes down to you know seventh, eighth frame or, or something like that, and I actually get a spare, like get literally, legitimately yes. get a spare with my foot. So all I need to do in the next in the next ball or the next roll or kick, I guess, is get a couple pins, and I'm, and I'm home free. I'm golden. 43 is in my sights. Well, sure enough, next next ball, straight gutter, and, and, the, and the rest is history. I had to buy Kevin Chipotle. Yes. Good. Comedy gold watching him kick these these bowling balls right into the gutter, and, and to see the disgusted look on you and Amanda's face was, like, priceless, like, I know this is stupid, but this is so much fun for me right now with Nick. So uh, that was a pretty fun night, quite honestly, for me personally to still, to do that. Still haunts me to this day. Yes, <laughs> yes. So the last thing, I know you have a question for Nick. You wanted Nick to tell a particular story on me. Well, I want to let the audience know how competitive these two are. I know my husband's competitive. I didn't think anybody would touch him until Nick Kleinhens entered the scene. And when I say competitive, if they are playing racquetball or if they are playing tennis and one of them wins or one of them has a bad shot, one's hitting the tennis ball out of the cage and the other one's breaking their racket. And I'm just like, why do you guys keep playing together? Why do you guys keep doing this? Oh, it's fun. This is a great time. I'm like, all right, all right. Like, it just, it blows my mind. So, talk about how competitive Kevin is and vice versa. Like, that, like, just kind of tell a story about the competitiveness between you two. Well, there's no reason to play Steph if you're not going to try to win, right? Thank you. I agree. But breaking rackets, drop kicking a basketball, like, you two just go. We did compete like we were brothers. You did. Absolutely, really did for, you did. It was eight, nine years that, or whatever. That was young. That's true. Yeah. Let's go with that. Well, let's see here. So tennis with Kevin was always interesting. But for, first of all, neither Kevin nor I are tennis players by, by background. Like we're picking up this game as adults. Yes. And, and so we're, we're not the most skilled tennis players um, out there, but we're going at it pretty hard. And Kevin's a kind of a guy that when, when things aren't going good, he's talking to himself and he's, and, and I shouldn't really say talking to himself. He's yelling at himself yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, come on, Kevin, you know, he was just giving, giving it to himself. Um, so, it, you know, tennis is supposed to be, I, I think a gentleman's sport where you're out there and there's not a lot of back and forth, but when me and Kevin played, there was definitely a lot of back and forth. Um, the, the net was always at risk. The rackets were always at risk, but uh, it was definitely always a good time playing with them. That's for sure. Didn't you ask him to play dodgeball one time? I, I, I did ask him to play dodgeball. Um, because you should be on a competitive 
dodgeball league in yeah. your 20s, I mean, right? Like, let's I think do you that. Have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friday nights at like seven or eight o'clock at night. Yeah. What else? What else would our ladies want to do on right. Friday nights at seven or eight? Then go to the gym and watch their husbands play dodgeball, right? Exactly. Yes. And, and what better sport for two really competitive people to play? But dodgeball, you're literally throwing the ball at people. It's great. Oh man, yeah. You start this, Nick, and I've got a follow. I got a follow up story on this. This was good. Well. I'll, I don't really have a lot of experience playing dodgeball. And apparently there are people that do have experience playing dodgeball because we ran into a lot of these teams that apparently have been playing together for many, many years. So we were definitely challenged in this league, but it was, it was fun nonetheless. So Nick asked me, because you needed a backup for your, your company team. And so Nick had asked me, Hey, will, will you sub in this one night? And so I subbed in and I don't know if Nick had played or I, I don't know if he knew what we were getting into, but I remember showing up and all of a sudden we are playing against like a professional dodgeball team. And it was, it was co-ed the women incredibly aggressive in regards to if they got out, they're slamming the balls on the ground. Um, they're arguing with the referees. And there were, I remember two guys in their team that were throwing these dodgeballs like 90 miles an hour. And so the dodgeballs, they were putting their fingers into the ball and throwing it. And so I remember like the first time I'm trying to catch one of these balls and it's a knuckleball. It's like all over the place and there's no way you can catch this when it's coming in that, that fast. And of course, back then I, I was still playing softball. Uh-huh. So I had a, I had a good arm, but what I was throwing across the court was no match for what was coming back this way. So I remember we start playing and immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a lot more intense than what I was expecting. Right. And so I look at Nick like, what the freak did you sign me up for here? Because, I mean, the ball, Nick and I are like back against the wall, <laughs> against the mat, and these balls are just like flying, hitting off the walls, and we're just trying to get our bearings and stuff. And, and I'm just concerned one of us is going to end up in the hospital taking one of these balls off the face because, I mean, they were coming in hot. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we lost that first match, I remember, pretty quick. And then I think the second match, we started kind of get our bearings, Nick and I, and, and we were kind of lasting, I think, a little bit longer on our team, quite honestly. But this first team we were playing was no match. And so, again, back then, and I, I mentioned this on a prior podcast with, with somebody, how I have this competitive spirit, this competitive beast that comes out of me when someone runs their mouth to me or I feel like I, I've been wronged in, in some particular way. Okay. So in the second game, beaten. I'm sorry. Or beaten. Or beaten, yes. Mm. So, in the second game, I remember hitting one of the guys on the other team, like in the leg. And he didn't walk off the court. And there's only one referee. So, a lot of what, a lot of the game is kind of like on the honor system. And he didn't, he didn't walk off the court. So, I start yelling at him, like, I got you. I hit you. You're out. Yo, you, out. And he's like, nope. I'm like, dude, I just hit you in the leg. He's like, nope. And so then that competitive beast starts to come out. And I remember, I remember yelling across the court, okay, that's cool. You're like a cat. You got nine lives. Okay, bro. I, I see how this works. And so the rest of this game, I have, I'm focused on two things. One, don't get hit in the face by one of these fastballs. Two, I'm going after this guy. Okay. I'm getting him out. Okay. So a minute goes by. 
I throw another ball and it's like very obvious. He gets hit in the leg. The official notices that, hey, you're out. He starts walking out. Well, that wasn't good enough for me. I yell back at him, no, 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 no. You still have seven more lives, but no, no, get back in here. Get back in here. And so Nick at that point was like, easy, buddy. Like, calm it down, easy. Like, you just you just cross the line into jerk mode. And so Nick, like, calm me down. Like, hey, easy, bro. And so I calmed down after that, right? And I think I think the guy may have given me the number one sign after I said that. I which, can imagine. Rightfully so. Yes. Well, then at the end of the game... I think I asked Nick, hey, as we're going through the handshake line, can you stay behind of me, have my back in case this guy swings at me as we're going through the line, okay? Not that Nick would do anything. Now, now knowing Nick better today, <laughs> he would probably just be watching. He'd just be a spectator like, oh, ma- oh, that wasn't good. Like, hey, that wasn't nice, bro. That wasn't yeah. nice. Not, I, don't, I don't, yeah. So anyhow, I asked Nick, hey, we, we get in line behind me. He's like, yeah, sure. So we're going through, and this guy, you know, we're going, you know, good game, good game. He puts his hand down, and I, like, high-five air. Like, good game, good game. And then the next person, good game, good game, good game. <laughs> so thankfully, he didn't take a swing at me. But, yeah, I, I turn into jerk mode on that. Mm-hmm. So here's the part, Nick. I don't think I don't think I may have told you this, right? So I think it happened, like, like you said, like a Friday night, okay? Well, the Saturday, um, of course, back then and still today, I like watching UFC fights. And back then I would go to a friend's house or we'd go to BW3s or we'd get in a group and you'd split the cost of the fight. Okay. So one of my friends, he said, Hey, my cousin or nephew, one of the two, he, he trains at a jujitsu gym here in Columbus. He's like, one of his buddies is getting the fights. They invited me to come along. He's like, do you want to come with us? I'm like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I'm like, yeah, I would, I would love to split the fight. So I'd, I'd rather pay five bucks than 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my buddy Mike picks me up and I tell him this story, Nick, of, of what just happened because it happened the night before. So I tell him like, you're not going to believe this dodgeball game that I was a part of the night before. I'm like, These, the women were intense. I, I could have got kicked out of this game. Like it was crazy. And so he thought it was hysterically funny. So we get to this house. It's in... Uh, it's in New Albany, like a brand new $800,000 house, okay? I walk in, and I find out the the guy who lives there, he had married a, like, senior VP um, who worked at Abercrombie, okay? So she is the one who's, they had just moved there, bought this brand, you know, very nice house. He, they don't have any kids, Nick. He doesn't work. All he does is like training jujitsu. Okay. He's just trying to become a black belt. Okay. So I show up at this UFC party and I think there's 10 guys there. Me and my buddy, Mike, we are the only people at this party, Nick, who does not like, are not cage fighters. Okay. (laughs) So the guy who lives there, he had just gotten his black belt in jujitsu like two months ago. Okay. So we start watching these fights and the guy, I mean, we're on the couches and stuff and they start talking about like, Oh, Oh, did you see that? Oh, what just happened? And to me, I'm just like, Oh, they just, they just went to the ground. Right. Well, to these guys, they're talking about what moves they're in and all this stuff. Well, then in between the fights, they would reenact the fight on the ground, like by the coffee table right in front of me. Okay. And I, I'm like, I look at my buddy, Mike, I'm like, do not volunteer 
for any of these like wrestling moves, jiu-jitsu moves, whatever. And so they're literally grappling on the basement floor right in front of us. And so there's eight cage fighters, me and my buddy Mike. Okay. So probably three quarters of the way through the night, one of these cage fighters asks me if I fight. And I'm like, no, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm good. I, yeah, I don't, I don't train. You know, I, I just work out with my buddy, my buddy Nick, right? And so <laughs> Mike, who's beside me, then blurts out, Kevin doesn't fight, but he does play dodgeball against women. And the room went silent. You could hear a pin drop, Nick. And it was like, okay, one of these things are not like the other. I'm the guy who is not like the other, okay? So the guy next to me then goes, is, are, is you for real? You actually play, you play dodgeball? And I remember going like, dude, it is crazy intense. Last night, I almost got kicked out of a game. You know, Nick and I, my buddy Nick, uh, you know, it was just crazy intense. And like, I was so embarrassed. But my buddy, he thought it was the funniest thing. He called me out in front of all these cage fighters. Yeah, but Kevin, Kevin plays dodgeball. And so as soon as we got out in the car, I'm like, Mike, if they ever ask us to come back, which they probably won't, just consider it a, a no for me. I'm not coming back with these guys at all. Like, I'm embarrassed. He, he just called me out. I'm playing dodgeball in front of all these, like, cage fighter guys, right? And, and the one guy does this full time, right? Does nothing else because his wife is, a, like, a, a senior executive. So, that was pretty funny. So, that actually happened the night after you and I played dodgeball. I thought you were going to tell me that the the guy from Dodgeball was at that party. <laughs> That's oh. what I thought. That's what I. Thought I didn't even think about that. That would have been even worse. Oh, that would have been really bad. So all, all, all I can think about when Kevin gets in that kind of what do you say, uh, animal spirit, <laughs> uh, competitive. All I can think about is what his dad used to tell him. Oh when he was basketball. Ga. Ga. Right? Ga. And I would use that all the time. <laughs> And of course, that stands for sometimes the sperm a little bit. Um, when I was doing well in something, I'm GA, baby, GA, which stands for good attitude for those listening at home. So, funny stuff. Well, Nick, I appreciate you joining us on our podcast here, doing us a favor. Um, a lot of these stories I, I kind of forgot about until like this afternoon. I started trying to kind of brainstorm on some of these. But Nick, thank you so much for joining us. I You're appreciate awesome, it. You're awesome, Nick. Thank you. Yeah, it was great seeing you guys. I miss you guys so much. You, you too, you buddy. Guys. You tell your wife I said hi. Yes. We'll do. Thanks, bud. All right. Bye, Nick. Have a good one. Listeners, if you like what you just saw, like what you just heard, please go to iTunes, go to YouTube and subscribe, rate, review this podcast. That's the only way we'll be able to continue to produce this. Where else can they go, Stephanie? They can go to kevinandsteph.com. That's all I know, though. So, is that it? You crushed it. Yes, crushed it. Thank you, listeners. The story of my life, I give up. I spend her love until she's broken. Oh, my God.